Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. All right, thank you for tuning in for PTN Talk Radio. I'm your host, Irene Bear. We got Brother Mike here, and we got Brother Ricky and Sister Rachel here as well, too. And we're going to have a good show today. We're going to be talking about till the heavens be no more, and hopefully bring some light to truth from the scriptures. And 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 uh, well, it's mainly going to be focused around this rapture doctrine teaching. And you know, we would just like to discuss this. And and you got to understand if Christ comes and he's bringing his wrath, and heavens be no more, well, where are you going to be raptured to? You can't be in heaven. So, but anyway, we're going to say hello to everybody, and let everybody jump on here real quick. Hey there, Ricky. Hello, everybody. Hello, hello, Brother Mike, Sister Grand. We're so glad to be here. And, um, yeah, those of you that are listening live, um, I'd like to encourage you to get your Bibles out right now and follow us with the Scriptures if you're listening to a recording. I advise you to do the same. A lot of times when we study, you know, a lot of times uh, people study, but they never just study the Word of God. They try to study under the shield of a commentator and stuff like that. But I'd like to encourage you to put your commentator away, and let's see what the Word of God actually says, and you'll find that, that the truth that you thought was the truth, you know, is a different thing back to you. Well, exactly, and 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 we're going to we're actually on our website at posttribnetwork.org, and and want to study uh, till the heavens be no more. But there's going to be some more scripture we need to bring in because we're trying to. Uh, we don't believe in just taking a few verses. We believe in taking all the verses and putting them together so we can get a good clear picture of what God is trying to tell us. Now we talked a little bit last week about how, you know, uh, Job was talking about how uh, what happens when we die. Do we immediately go into heaven? You know, what what takes place? You know, and then we've got people who say, well, God has not appointed us to wrath. Well, that's because they don't understand that there's two wraths mentioned in the Bible. One is the wrath of Satan, and one is the wrath of God. They're two separate events. If you go and study the seven vials, which are the seven last plagues, they are filled with the wrath of God. So that's the only thing that is the wrath of God, and it's poured out within an hour, it tells us, in Scripture. We do have Scriptures of that on our site as well, too. But look these stuff up for yourself. That's what we want you to do is go and search these out for yourself. But this is what Job says. So man lieth down and riseth not till the heavens be no more. There They shall not awake nor be raised out of their sleep. Oh, that thou wouldst hide me in the grave, that thou wouldst keep me in secret until my wrath be passed. This is God's wrath. This is Job fourteen twelve through 15. This is God's wrath that Job is talking about. Until thy wrath be passed, that thou wouldst appoint me a set time, and remember me. If I, if a man die, shall he live again? All the days of my appointed time will I wait till my change come. Thou shalt call, and I will answer thee. Thou wilt have the desire of the work of thy hands. So here we got Job talking about dying. He's talking about being hid in the grave until God's wrath be passed, and then God's going to remember him and raise him from the dead. 
Notice he says, so man lies down. So this is for all of us, not just for, you know, certainly, no, this is for all of us. We're going to the grave. We're going to be hid in the grave until God's wrath be passed. And after God's wrath, he'll come and and uh, raise gifts. What it says, shall he live again? Born again. Live again. That's the resurrection, remember? Oh, death, where is thy sting? You know, grave, where is thy victory? It's swallowed up in victory, it says death. It's swallowed up because we are going to resurrect. We're going to rise. And I'm, I'm going to throw another scripture out here because this is very important that we understand what's taking place here, okay? So we see uh, also we're going to show in the New Testament, that's the Old Testament, Job. We're going to show here in the New Testament, like I said, I'm going to be bringing in some other scriptures into here because we want to get a complete picture of what's being said here. Paul even talked about those that sleep are dead. He, he even talked about what's, what's going to take place, and he's mentioning the same thing that, that uh, Job here is mentioning. So we want, to, we want to back it up. Word of God will back itself. That's one thing that I've noticed that when you're studying any topic of the, of the Word of God, you usually find it in the Old Testament, New Testament too. You usually find it, you know, by more than one, two or three, you know, usually. But here Paul talks about the same thing that Job was talking about. Behold, I show you mystery. We shall not all sleep. That means dead. But we shall all be what? Changed. Same thing that Job said, remember? He said, I'll wait till my change comes. So here Paul is talking about the same thing that Job's talking about. In a moment, in a twinkle of an eye, at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised and corruptible, and we shall be what? Changed. For this corrupt, corruptible must put on incorruption, and this world must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. So we see right there. So it's appointed us all to die. Wants to die, and then the judgment says, appointed unto all, okay? So what happens when we die? We go to the grave. We stay in the grave until God's wrath is passed, as Job talked about, when that wrath is passed. And then we are raised, we are changed, we are born again, we are resurrected from the dead after all that. So we see what's happening here. Now, we're going to talk, get back to the topic part of this because, you know, notice it says, so the heavens be no more. Is there any other place? Well, I'm going to jump down here to Peter and read why, because Peter is saying the same thing. He's bringing it up as well, too. Now, we understand that, that this is when the day of the Lord is, okay, the day of the Lord. Peter says in Second uh, Peter 3, verse 7-13, But the heavens and the earth, which are now, by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. So when God's wrath comes, if you study God's wrath, it's the seven vials, which are the seven last plagues, and it will be poured out upon this earth. That's why everything's going to be burned up. It says, remember, God's judgment. That's the day of his wrath. The day of judgment is the day of God's wrath, also known as uh, uh, the day of, of Christ, when Christ comes, okay? And we're going to back this up with Scripture. Now listen to what it says here. It says, kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment, that's God's wrath, and perdition of ungodly men. That's when God pours out his wrath upon the wicked. Satan's wrath is going to be poured out upon the righteous. That's when we get killed. And then God comes on that last day at that last trumpet that Paul talked about, 
and he will pour his wrath down upon the wicked on the same the ungodly men, it says. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord a thousand years and a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises. You know, some people say, or what that means there is, like some people are saying, well, why ain't God showed up yet? Why ain't he coming yet? Why, why isn't he, you know, why hadn't he done something about this? Why hadn't he destroyed the wicked? You know, you know they begin, but God is not slack, okay? As some men count as slackness, but he's long-suffering. That means patient. He is patient towards usward, not willing to each perish. He has given us all a chance to repent, to come to him. Just like he waited for Noah to build that ark. He gave Noah 120 years to build that ark. He gave men 120 years to repent, but only eight got on that ark. You see what I'm talking about? God always gives appointed time to give repentance. Look, uh, even even with uh, uh, Jonah, okay, Jonah was sent into, I can't think of the, what was the place that Jonah went into, Mike? Nineveh. And he told them God's going to bring judgment on this place and gave them so many days, right, to repent, so much time to repent. They repented immediately, got rid of their idols, got rid of God gives us, he's not changing, he's the unchangeable God, so he's given us time to repent, okay? Now, it says, it's because he don't want any to perish, but that all should come to what? Repentance. He wants us all to repent. But the day of the Lord, now the day of the Lord is the same day as the day of his wrath, the day of the trumpet, the day of judgment, the day of Christ, it's all the same. But the day of the Lord comes as a thief in the night. Now, you notice it says that this day that he's talking about, God's judgment, God's wrath is going to come. At the day of the Lord, as he comes at the night. Now, pre-tribbers say, well, he comes at the night and he raptures us into heaven. No, that's not what we just read. That's not what we just read at all. Did not read that. we got to stick with scriptures. Look what happens, what Peter says happens at the day of the Lord. Will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with permanent heat, and the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Okay, that's just what Job said, didn't he? He said, till our wrath be passed, till the heavens be no more. Well, Peter's saying the same thing, just like Paul said. They're all saying the same thing. If the heavens are no more, how can you be raptured to heaven? It's no more. And if everybody just said that he's going to send judgment, the day of judgment is going to be upon this earth, it's going to burn up with burning heat, it just said. And if it's burned up, how are you going to be here on the earth? The only ones going to be here on the earth when Christ comes are the wicked and 144,000, which we know are, 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 are Jews. So where are we at? According to scriptures, according to Peter, according to Paul, and according to uh, 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 Job, we're in the grave. We're in our hiding place, right? He's hit us until thy wrath be passed. And he said then, he said him a point of time, a point of time, that he would remember him. He'd remember us. So that's what we got to understand here is God's going to hide us in the grave until his wrath be passed because when he comes, everything on this earth is going to burn up. So he's going to allow us, we're going to be, we're going to lay our life down for Christ during the tribulation, that's the wrath of Satan, and then we're going to be hid in the grave until God comes on that last day and pours out his wrath to this earth, and then we are going to be raised from the dead. Okay? And we show that many places in Scripture. So let's listen to a little bit more what he has to say here. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens shall pass away. Heavens will be no more. 
with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with permanent heat, and the earth also, and the works that therein shall be burned up. Seeing that these things, seeing that all these things shall be dissolved, what matter of persons ought you be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for the hasting uh, to the coming day of God? That's the day of the Lord. Day of God is the day of the Lord. It's the day of judgment, the wrath of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved. And the elements shall melt away with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for the new heavens and the new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. So it's going to, he's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. Everything that we see now is going to burn up. Not going to be no more. It's all going to burn up, and he's going to make all things new, it tells us in Scripture. I'm going to give uh, Ricky a chance to add to this if he wants to. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, um, if we, and, and like we say, you know, Scripture always backs up Scriptures. Um, and, and I want to point out something. This is not something that was just taught in the, um, in, 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 under the New Covenant, or some of you may call the New Testament. This is not something that was just taught then. The, the, as we read in the book of Job, the prophets of old, they knew about this. They knew about the coming of the Lord. Um, it just wasn't revealed at that time that the name, who the name of the Lord was. But they knew, the old prophets knew uh, about the coming of the Lord and the day of destruction, the day of judgment, um, 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 as well as the New Testament. And, um, you know, folks, like I said, there is a lot of lies out there. And did the people intentionally tell these lies? I don't believe it was intentionally told on some. Some it was. Some it wasn't intentionally told. A lot of it was was doctrine that was given that was false. But um, I want you to understand this. Nowhere in these scriptures, none, no place in these scriptures, Will you find where uh, you can go to Matthew 24, the book of Mark, you can go to the book of Luke. Nowhere will you find where anybody is taken off this earth, carried up into the heavens, and there for seven years, and after seven years, uh, have a big dinner for seven years, and come back. It's not in the Word of God. It's just in commentaries. It's nowhere in the Word of God where that is going to take place. Also, one thing I would like to point out, the day of the Lord, the last day, uh, the last day in reference to, if you look in the, the scriptures of, of where Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, remember what Martha said, oh, I know he'll raise again on the, the resurrection, the last day. If you look at the Word, if you run a study on the word day, the last day, the last trump, the trump of the Lord, all of them are speaking of the same day. Understand this. Remember this. Remember also what we read in the book of Job. That the that you know we all we all now now let's come to an agreement here. We all agree. We all agree. Whether you're pre-trib, post-trib, or what, we all agree that. That the coming of the Lord is the dead in Christ shall rise first, right? But what did Job say about that time? What did he say? What was his exact words? 
that thou wouldest hide me in the that would keep me in secret, that thou wouldest hide me in the grave, and thou wouldest keep me in secret until thy wrath be passed. Not thy wrath be come before, but thy wrath be passed. It all comes together. Back to you. Exactly, and 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 what we're showing here is we're not showing it just in one place. We're showing it in several places. This is Job said what what Brother Ricky there was saying about how the heavens are going to be no more. They're going to hide us in the grave, keep us in secret until this wrath be passed, and in a set time he's going to remember me. We need to wait till our change come. Our change is not when we're raptured. Our change is when we're resurrected, and that's where a lot of preachers are getting it wrong. Also, too. Paul backed up what Job said when he began to talk about, you know, I'll show you a mystery. You know, he tells us very clearly about the day of the Lord, and he tells us very clearly that, that we need, you know, we shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed in moments, Twinkle and I, at the last trump, which is to say the trump of God, where everything is finished according to the book of Revelations. So, and then so we got Job backing up, 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 uh, up, we got Paul backing up what Job said, and then we got Peter talking about the same thing as well, too, and he calls it the day of the trumpet, he calls it the day of the Lord, he calls it the day of God. They're all talking about the same day, because the Lord and God are the same. Okay, so we've got to understand that. Also, too, I'm going to bring up in here, the prophet Isaiah spoke about as well, too, about the heavens are going to be removed. So listen to what this says. In Isaiah 13, 13, he says, Therefore I will shake the heavens, and the earth shall be removed out of her place in the wrath of the Lord of hosts and in the day of his fierce anger. The wrath of God. The same thing that Job said until I wrath be passed, the same thing that Paul said, and the same thing that Peter said. Isaiah is saying the same thing, that when God comes, the day of the Lord, the day that he comes as a thief, it's going to be the wrath of God and the heavens are going to be shaken, and the earth will be removed out of her place at the wrath of the Lord and the day of his fierce anger. So he's saying the same thing. Again, Isaiah says it in 51.6, Lift up your eyes to heavens and look upon the earth beneath, for the heavens shall vanish away like smoke, and the earth shall wax old like a garment, and they that dwell therein shall die in like manner. So when Christ comes, he ain't raptured. When he comes, everything's going to die. Everything's going to be destroyed because it's wrath to God. Everything's going to be burned up, okay? But my salvation shall be forever, and my righteousness shall not be abolished. Why? See, God's wrath's coming. Everything's burning up. Everything on earth's being destroyed. He said he's going to destroy all the, what? Ungodly men, right? Ungodly men. It goes with the scripture where it talks about the terrorists being reaped God's come to pour out his wrath. On that last day, the day of the trumpet, the day of the Lord, the day of God, the day of his fierce anger, the day of Christ when he comes as a thief in the night, not to rapture us, but destroy the wicked upon this earth. That's what he says he's going to do. The heavens will be no more, so you can't be in heaven. If you are in Christ Jesus and you lay your life down for him, you will be hid in the grave until his wrath be passed. And then he's going to remember you. And then he's going to raise us from the dead. Okay? That's the promises of God. We have to, and they're all saying the same. 
even Jesus Christ himself. In Matthew 24, 35, Mark 13, 31, and in Luke 21, 33, he said, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Jesus is saying the same thing that Job said, that Paul said, that Isaiah said, that Peter said. They're all speaking the same word, the word of God. So we see very clearly what's going on here. Now, I'm going to bring up a little bit more here, touch a little bit on what Ricky just said earlier about the last day. Well, let's see what it says. When did, when did he say this event was going to happen? Well, Job and Joe, excuse me, John 6, 39, Jesus said, And this is the Father's will who hath sent me, that of all which he hath given me I should not lose nothing, but should raise it up again when? At the last day. You see what's going on here? The last day is the last trumpet is the day of the Lord, the day of the trumpet, the day of judgment, the day of his wrath, all the same events. And Jesus says that resurrection that we're waiting upon because we're hidden in the grave, as Job said, as Paul said, we shall not all sleep, right? We're hidden in that grave until that last day. And then he said, I will raise him up the last day again in John six forty four. No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him, and I will raise him up when? At the last day. Again, in Job 6.54, Jesus says, Whosoever is my flesh and drink of my blood have eternal life, and I will raise him up when? At the last day. So it cannot be a rapture seven years before, because the last day is the last day. That's when Christ comes. That's when he puts the split upon his earth. That's when we are, he destroys all the wicked. That's when we are changed in a moment and twinkle an eye at the last trump. So it's all lining up with exactly what Jesus Christ said. Again, Brother Ricky mentioned about Martha, when Martha and, and, and uh, Jesus were having a conversation about his, her brother Lazarus. And Martha said to Jesus, I know he, that he shall rise again in the resurrection when? At the last day. So this event that Job talked about, that we're going to be hidden in the grave and waiting on his change, Paul talked about, you know, about our change. We shall be changed in a moment, twinkling an eye. Is the resurrection that Martha's talking about, that Jesus Christ is talking about, that's going to happen at the last day. This is also known as the wrath of God, the wrath of the Lamb, the wrath of, uh, of his judgment, his fierce, uh, uh, they called it, we just saw where it said uh, his fierce anger. Okay? This is all the same event. John twelve forty eight tells us, He that rejected me and received not my words have one that judges him. And the word that I have spoken... The same shall judge him when? In the last day. So judgment happens on the last day. Pointed all men once to die and then watch the judgment. We stay in that grave until judgment comes. Judgment does not come until God's wrath is poured out upon this earth. And then that's when we'll, after that, then that's when we'll all stand before him and judgment will come. God's coming to judge the earth. He tells us when he's going to judge it. Now, uh, Michael, Ricky, if y'all got something to say, just holler at me and wave at me because I want to bring out some of, I want to bring out another point here and we're going to have to understand when Christ comes judgment comes okay when, when that, that takes place judgment takes place here and that's what we got to understand that's what he's coming to do Paul's saying the same thing Peter's saying it uh, 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 Job is saying it Isaiah's saying it they're all saying the same thing that's why it's so important. Don't listen to these people tell you the Old Testament doesn't matter. Those are the prophets of the Lord. They do matter. We're still seeing them be fulfilled. This is the day they've been waiting upon, okay? So we've got to understand that. Many people are saying, oh, but no, the tribulation is the raft of 
is, is the wrath of God. No, it is not. This is a section that there's two wraths spoke of in the Bible, okay? So let's look at it here and see. Revelation 12, 12 tells us, Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you that dwell in them. Woe unto the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil hath come down unto you having great wrath, because he knoweth he has in a short time. Satan is going to be cast out of heaven here on the earth, and he is going to, he's going to come after the remnant. He's coming after God's people, okay? He's coming after those who have the testimony of Jesus Christ that talks about. Uh, that's us. And he's going to bring wrath here upon the earth, okay? That's Satan's wrath. According to Scripture, that last Scripture says uh, three and a half years. In Daniel, it's time, times, and dividing the times. Revelation is time, times, half a time. 1,260 days is mentioned in Daniel and Revelation, I believe, both. So we see what's going on here. It's three and a half years, okay? God's wrath is poured out within an hour. We've got to separate the two wraths to understand one is the wrath of Satan, which we will be appointed to, and one is the wrath of God we will not be appointed to, okay? Understand the difference. So when we see the wrath of God, what actually is the wrath of God? It's not the tribulation. We know that Satan has a great wrath. He's coming with it, okay? So what is the wrath of God? Let's look in Scripture, okay? We're going to start with verse, um, let's see here. All right, Revelation 15, 1. And I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues, for in them is filled up of the wrath of God. Now, we're going to tell us what they are. Revelation 15, 7 says this, And one of the four beasts gave unto me seven angels, seven golden vials full of the wrath of God who live forever and ever. Now, we know that the wrath of God, the, the golden vials, the seven vials, is filled with the wrath of God. Also tells the prayers of the saints. Pretty interesting, I think. But we see what's going on here. So it tells us exactly what those vials are. They are the wrath of God. Now, listen to what it says here. And I heard a great voice out of the temple saying unto the seven angels, Go your way and pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. So we see that those vials are filled with the wrath of God, and they are poured upon the earth. They are poured upon the wicked here on the earth. If you go and you study them and you see what's going on, you'll see it's God's judgment on the earth. The seven vials are God's judgment, his wrath upon the earth, upon the wicked. Satan's wrath, the tribulation, will be poured out upon the righteous. God's wrath is going to be poured out upon the wicked within an hour. So, no, there's two different wraths going on here. Satan's wrath lasts three and a half years. God's wrath is poured out within an hour. So we've got to understand the difference of the two. And we know that when God's wrath comes, the heavens no more, the earth's been burned up. Okay? That's why it tells us how we will, there'll be, uh, the wicked will be ashes under the soles of our feet. How can we ask the souls of our feet? They've been burned up, according to scriptures. We've got to understand what the word of God is teaching us here. We're not adding to the word. We're taking the word for what it says, and we're backing it up with the prophets. We're backing it up with Jesus Christ himself. We're backing it up with uh, his disciples, Paul. It all backs it up. Now we're looking at John, John Revelator, who God, God, uh, Jesus Christ gave the revelation unto John. So John's saying the same thing here, okay? So right here, let me find it here. Uh, Ricky, while I find that, I'm going to put you on. You got anything you want to add to this? 
Okay, what she finds that, understand now what, what we're talking about, you know, which she talked about, so wrath of Satan, you know, about, you know, the, that the, um, about all this happened to come first. And uh, one thing I want to bring up to remind you, remember what Second Thessalonians 2 said. What did Paul say in Second Thessalonians 2? And, and I'm just going to bring you back up to what she was just talking about. Now, we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him, that thou that ye be not soon shaken in mind or troubled, neither by spirit nor by word, but by letter from us as that day of Christ is at hand. Remember what we talked about. That day, the last day, the day of the Lord, the day of Christ. Here it's talking about the day of Christ. It's all talking about the same day. What is verse three said, Let no man deceive you. Remember what I said earlier. A lot of us have been deceived into believing one thing, but the Word of God is telling us another. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalted himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God setteth his temple setting in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Understand what this is. This is the Antichrist taking his seat. And when he takes his seat, understand what what uh, what this is. When he takes his seat, proclaims he's God, and setteth up that, that idol, setteth up the idol in the temple of God, showing that he is God. Remember what this does. This brings forth the great tribulation because then when Israel realizes that he's trying to proclaim God and he sets up the false idol, understand what this does. This starts bringing the wrath of God. Israel and Judea will flee into the mountains. What we was talking about, that this is all setting up the wrath of God. This right here starts off the wrath of Satan which begins the great tribulation. And remember what Paul said, that the day that the coming of the Lord, that day cannot come. The coming of the Lord cannot come until the Antichrist is here, until the wrath of the Antichrist has taken place. That has to come first. Now I'm going to turn it back to her, and, and since I brought you up to speed on what we're talking about here, and let her carry on. Back to you, sis. Well, you know, what we're trying to explain here is that this this pre-trib rapture teaching is not biblical, that you're going to fly away into heaven for seven years, and then God's going to pour his wrath. If it's the last day, there cannot be seven more years. And we know that when Christ comes as a thief in the night, that it's the day of the Lord. It told us, we just read that, and Peter said it, and Paul said it, okay? We know that he comes as a thief in the night. We know it's the day of the Lord. That's the day of his wrath. We know that happens on the last day. But it's the last, if there's still seven more years, and that's not the last day. Okay? So that's what we're trying to warn you all about, is that many people are believing and being deceived by this, thinking that they're going to be seven years in heaven. That is not what Scripture teaches us. God's wrath is poured out in one hour. You can find that in Revelation 18.10, 17, and 19. Read the chapter 18, and it says, for in one hour thy judgment is come. For one in hour, uh, one hour, so great riches has come to naught. 
It tells in one hour she's made desperate. So God pours his wrath out in one hour. Okay? This is what we've got to understand here. Satan's wrath is for three and a half years. God's wrath is in one hour. It'll be all taken care of. It ain't going to take God no, no three and a half years to, to destroy this earth, to, to, for everything to burn up. It didn't take him that long to do Sodom and Gomorrah. It didn't take him that long to send the flood. It didn't take him that long to, you know, God, when God does something, he does it. And, you know, that's what we've got to understand. But if you look in Scripture, I mean, let's stick with the Word of God. And that's what we're trying. We're trying to tell you, the heavens is no more. Then how are you going to be in heaven? Heaven's coming here. God's setting his kingdom up here. God's throne's going to be here. God's judgment's going to be here. We've got to stand on the word of God on this, not the words of man. I don't care what man or woman has to say. I believe the word of God. You, we have to believe Jesus. Jesus asked Martha if she believed, and she said, I know that my brother will rise on the last day in the resurrection. She didn't say, well, I don't know, Lord. Uh, you know, preacher so-and-so told me, you know, he was going to be raptured. No, 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 no. That's not what she said. You know, we've got to believe the word of God over all this. We've got to stand firm in the word of God and believe what the word of God says. This stuff that's being taught is not biblical. You know, and this is really interesting. You know, a lot of people um, have gotten upset because we made a comment against Timothy LaHaye's uh, Left Behind series. Hey, did you ever notice they're called fictional? They're not true. They're not true stories. They are not. They do not. Uh, stand above the word of God, and that's where we've got to understand here. We have got to understand what the word of God says, okay? Let's believe the word of God. Don't matter what anyone else says. The word, let, let God be true and every man be a liar. Let's stand on the word of God here. I'm trying to get my Bible thing to come up here. It's not wanting to come up. Hold on a second here. I'm trying to get it up. But, you know, I mean, we've got to understand what God's word says, and we've got to stand on the word of God above all else. This is the problem that we're having is many people base their beliefs on what someone has taught them. But we ask you, did the word of God teach you this? Does God teach you this? See, this is the problem that we're seeing going on that's happening. People are believing it, but God didn't say it. So we've got to stand on the word of God. We've got to stand in truth about this on what he said. Let me see if I can get this to come up. It's not coming up for me today. Um, lost, it said. All right, well, um, hold on a minute. My server got lost. So I'm still. I'm going to keep on talking, and hopefully I can't even see the chat room right now. Uh, I may have to reboot here. But I want to talk about what it says in Scripture here, what the Word of God says. We've got to trust the Word of God above all else and believe what God's Word says. Too many times we are, we are following teachings of man, but not the word of God. And if he said it, I believe it. We are told in Scripture that it would be, second draft would be times, times, and dividing the times. Time means one year. Times means two years. Half means a half a year. Or it says, or it says 42 months or 1,260 days. It's all the same thing being taught here. And that's where we've got to stand in, in truth with this and understand what God's Word is trying to teach us. Let me get back into the chat room here. Sorry, I got kicked out of the chat room there. Lost connection here. I'm trying to get back in. Just one second. 
I may have to re- reboot to get in there. Uh, see if it'll come up here. Sorry about that. Okay, I think I'll let me back in. All right, I'm back in. Can you see me in there? Let me put Ricky on here. Okay, all right, awesome. Okay, I see you too. Okay, sorry, I lost my connection there for a minute. But anyway, I'm back on. But we got to understand. So, so you know, we understand that when 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 Christ comes and brings His wrath, the heavens are no more. Uh, they passed away. Look up, heavens are no more. Passed away. Burn up. Things like that. Look it up. Old Testament, New Testament. You're going to see the same thing that we're seeing here. They're all saying the exact same things. So we are not confused by by this, okay? And so let's see what else it says. Now we're going to look at that's God's wrath. When Christ comes and the wrath of God is poured out. Daniel says um, in uh, Daniel 12, 7, And I heard uh, the man uh, clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river, he held up his right hand and his left hand into heaven and swear by him that live forever and ever that it shall be for a time, times, and half a time. Remember I told you that. And when he shall have accomplished uh, to scatter the, the power of the holy people, all these things shall be finished. So we see right here, remember, it tells in Revelation that the that the wrath uh, 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 the of God should be finished at the wind, the seventh trumpet, the last trumpet. So here we got Daniel saying the same thing. Okay, so time, times, and half times, three and a half years, he's talking about the persecution we're going to get for the Antichrist, Satan's wrath, okay? It's going to come upon the earth. After that is when Christ is going to come and bring the wrath of God, okay, destroy everything, be poured out within an hour. So we understand what's going on here, okay? And it also tells us in Daniel 7:25, he says, And he shall speak great words against the Most High, the Antichrist, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and think to change times and laws, and they shall be given into his hands until when? Time, times, and divine times. That's three and a half years. Time is one year, times is two years, and dividing times is a half a year. So we see where, where he said half, and he said dividing, same thing. Okay, and that's in Daniel 12.7 and Daniel 7.25, saying the same thing. So we see that Satan's wrath lasts for three and a half years. Also, we are told that the woman, let's read Revelation 12 a little uh, further here, okay? Let's go into Revelation 12, and we're going we're gonna to kind of touch base. We're, we're show, showing you two wraths going on here, okay? One of them we will be appointed to, Satan's wrath. One of them we will not be appointed to, God's wrath, because we're hidden in the grave, okay? So we want to make sure we understand what's going on here. Okay, now listen to this here. Revelations, um, I'm going to start with 12, verse. Let's go with verse 11 here. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of their testimony. They loved not their lives until death. Akma doesn't say till the rapture, till death. Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you that dwell in them. Woe unto the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath. The devil has wrath, because he knows he has for a short time. How much time? Time, times, and half a time, three and a half years, okay? And when the dragon saw that he was cast into the earth, he persecuted the woman who brought forth the man-child. We know that that woman is Israel. And to the woman was given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness and to her place where she is nourished for what? Time, times, and half a time for the face of service. Same thing that Daniel just said. I just read from you from Daniel. Three and a half years. 
This woman's escaping. Who's she escaping from? The dragon. Who's the dragon? Satan. Very clear. Why is she why is she bleeding? From Satan's wrath. Okay? So we understand what's going on there. And the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman that he might uh, cause her to be carried away by the blood. The earth helped the woman, and the earth opened her mouth and swollen up the blood, which the dragon cast out of his mouth. And the dragon was wroth with the woman. And went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which kept the commandments of God, and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. So it tells us very clear what, what's going on here, and in verse 13 it's going to tell us about the Antichrist. Why isn't this woman raptured? She's not raptured. Okay? She has to go through the tribulation. She sees that she's protected by God, though. Okay? And we began to see that this dragon, you look over in chapter 13, this dragon, which is, which is Satan, he begins to come after her, okay? He begins to open his mouth and blaspheme God, okay? And then um, I didn't see that scripture. Uh, Ricky posted that scripture again about 42 months that you posted just a minute ago. I don't see it now because I had to go out of the room. If you look up the times, times, and half a times, 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 and dividing of times is three and a half years. You look up the scripture that tells us Satan has but a short time, okay? In 13.5, and there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemy, that's it, Christ, and power was given unto him to continue for how long? 42 months. You figure out 42 months and guess how long it lasts. Three and a half years is 42 months. Time, times, and half a times. Time, times, and dividing of times. 1,260 days. Uh, 42 months is all three and a half years. So that's how long that Satan is allowed as the Antichrist to uh, bring havoc, his wrath upon this earth. Back to you, Ricky. Absolutely. And, and understand that, that all this, that, that, uh, that the 42 months is three and a half years. Also, um, it, it just right above, uh, uh, and when we study this out and we look right into it, um, we notice that in Revelation 11 and 2, understand it talks about the same period of time, but the courts which is without the temple leave out and measure it not, for it is given unto the Gentiles and the holy city, and they shall tread under their foot forty and two months. Understand, three and a half years um, shall be the period of time in which Satan, his army, and uh, uh, shall tread and shall rule and reign during the time of the tribulation period. Now understand, there's a difference. I want you to understand. Get in there and understand. There's a difference between the tribulation period, which we call the wrath of Satan. Understand what she just read in Revelation 12. Uh, Satan comes down with great wrath. That is the tribulation period, and then the wrath and judgment of God. Remember, Satan is coming with wrath to kill. God is coming with 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 wrath to judge, to resurrect, and redeem his people. And it's very important that we understand that. And, of course, John tells us about the number that no man can count that gave their life to God, and he talks about the 144,000, which we call the raiment. Remember what Paul said in in uh, uh, 1 Thessalonians, 
that we that 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 he gives us a mystery that we all will not sleep. He's talking about the same thing, the same coming about the dead in Christ shall rise first, and then those that remain the the remain the remnant, which is the hundred and forty four thousand, which will be hid during the tribulation time. Them were the ones that 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 will be left here on the earth. What, what exactly are we trying to tell you? We're trying to tell you this, that if when the wrath of God comes, if there's any there if there's anybody that is alive during that time that is not in the grave or hid, they will be destroyed along with the Antichrist and with the wicked. They will be destroyed because they will be wicked. The only way that you're going to survive during that time is, like I said, being part of the 144,000, or either you're going to be you're going to be hid, or either if you're alive, you're going to be numbered with the wicked and you're going to have the mark. My friends, we're not saying this to steer you. And there's something else I want to tell you. If you're seeing this truth, it, it, we're not saying also, oh, you have plenty of time to get your life right with God. No, 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 no. That is not what we're saying at all. We're not trying to tell anybody they've got more time to get right with God. But today is the day of salvation. Today, now. Because I'm going to tell you something. If you do not have the word of God in your heart now, and you and the tribulation does come, and Satan does come, now, folks, we are right at the door. We are right at the door of the tribulation period. But I'm trying. what we're trying to say is, what are we trying to tell you is, we're not trying to say you've got more time. We're just, just, because, just because we're showing you that, there, there is, that the resurrection won't come before the wrath of God, before, you know, we're, we're showing you in scriptures. It's nothing like this going to happen before. It's going to be after, 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 after. After. Jesus said it in Matthew 24. After. Immediately after the tribulation. You go through regularly uh, Matthew 24. You start with verse 1. You will not say nothing about the Lord coming till after. It's all about after. And understand, we're not trying to say you've got more time. We're just trying to say the time is now to get your heart right with God and let's prepare and encourage one another to go through the tribulation and lay your lives down for Christ that we can be redeemed at the time after his wrath be passed. Back to you. Well, you know, what is, what is really sad, too, is that, you know, uh, a lot of people say, well, this isn't a salvation issue. Well, this is very much a salvation issue because if you're expecting to be raptured, and it is actually Satan's wrath coming, and you haven't prepared to lay your life down for Christ, then you know what? You're going to have a very hard time doing it if you have not learned to, uh, you know, Jesus told us we would be persecuted. He said that we would be, you know, we're like sheep headed up with a slaughter, you know, um, that we're going to be killed. Uh, Revelation mentions us being beheaded. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, it's all there in scriptures. We, we went through Matthew 24, I think it was last week, and showed all these things. And Jesus said, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. And we've got to understand what he's talking about. So when we look over, I'm going to take you over to where Paul was talking in 1 Thessalonians 5. 
He said, but the times and the seasons, brother, you have no need that I write unto you, for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord, what's the day of the Lord? The day of his coming, the day of his wrath. So comes the thief of night. Same thing that Peter said. Peter said, the day of the Lord comes the thief of night. Paul saying the same thing. When they shall say, peace and safety, sudden destruction. Everybody's talking about a revival. Everybody's talking about a rapture. But that's not what the scripture tells us. It tells us sudden destruction comes upon them as traveled upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, but that day shall overtake you as a thief. You are children of the light and children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that drunk are drunk in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet the hope of salvation. For God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. So you see what's going on here? We're teaching the same thing. If Job said that, that till thy wrath be passed, you'll hide me in the grave till thy wrath be passed. If his wrath is passed and we're hidden in the grave, we're not appointed to God's wrath. So that lines up right with Scripture with what uh, Paul is saying right here. And what do we have? The hope of salvation. What salvation? He didn't do it until the end. The saints shall be saved. We're going to resurrect from the dead. The resurrection, not a rapture, a resurrection. Because we laid down our lives for Christ. They went to the grave hanging on to that hope of salvation, that hope of resurrection, that promised that it's going to be that's going to be swallowed up in victory. See? So they're saying the exact same thing. And that's what we got to understand here. Again, I'm going to bring up another scripture here where Paul's talking about it. got to take time. We have all these studies, the day of the Lord, uh, about the two wraths. All these studies are on the site. They're just scripture. They're just scriptures when you go there. All you do is go and read the scriptures for yourself and let God teach you. Okay, it says if you have, you know what, if we have the anointing, we have the Holy Ghost, we need not any man to teach us. He wants to teach us these things so that we're not deceived by these things, you know, that we know these things. So let us let us take a look and see what scripture, how scripture says here. Okay, here we go. Paul says in 2 Thessalonians 2, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, remember the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is what? The day of the Lord, the day of God, the day of judgment, the day of his wrath, okay? The seven, the seven vials, the seven last plagues, okay? That's all the same thing. And by our gathering together unto him, that you be not so soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter after us, as the day of Christ at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means. Boy, we got a lot of deception out there. The pre-trib rapture, that's a deception, y'all. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, shall not come, shall not come. What day? The day of the Lord. The day of Christ's coming. The coming of God, it tells us. Peter said the coming of God. We know Jesus God. So it says right here, for that day shall not come, except there come what? A falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Who's the man of sin, son of perdition? The Antichrist. Satan, the dragon, the one that we're warned about. Woe unto the heavens and earth, the sea, for the devil has come down unto you having great wrath, for he knows he has but a short time. Paul's warning us about him too. Okay? Who opposed and exalted himself above their... Remember? What does he do? 
What, what, what did we read in scriptures? What he was doing? Daniel talked about it. He wants to be worshipped as God. Look at what's going on. Well, that is worship for that. He has God, sent in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember you not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things, and now you know what would hold it that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work, only he who now let it will let until he be taken out of the way. And then, listen to this, and then shall that wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Does that not line up with the wrath of God? He's going to destroy all the wicked, he said, when he comes, right? Going to burn up this earth with burning heat, right? He's got, uh, uh, Peter said he was going to destroy what? Ungodly men. What do we see right here? When Christ comes, he's going to do what? And shall destroy with the brightness of his coming the wicked. So you see, saying the same thing. These aren't different. These aren't different times. Different comings of Christ. Only one coming of Christ. He comes the first time to say this lost. His second coming is his only coming that's going to happen. That's going to happen on the last day. Do not be deceived. That's why the first thing when, when they sent upon Jesus sent upon Mount Olives and, and disciples came and said, Well, when shall these things be and what shall be decided by coming into the world? One of the first things Jesus said, Let no man deceive you. Paul said the same thing, let no man deceive you by any means. He's trying to tell people, Don't be deceived. Because he warned them, there's going to be many that's going to come and deceive, saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. He said when they say he's in the secret chambers, believe it not. They say he's in the desert, go not forth. Jesus is warning us of the same thing. So here we got, what have we already talked about? We talked about Job. We've talked about Isaiah. We've talked about Jesus Christ himself. We brought up Martha also said it. We got Peter saying it. We got Paul saying it. We found it in the book of Revelation, all saying the same thing. There is no way you can be raptured and taken off this earth for seven years if the if the heavens are no more. They've been burned up with burning heat. When Christ comes, he's coming as he is. He's not going to be uh, veiled in flesh. He's not going to be covered in flesh. He's coming in the brightness. This is the brightness, the brightness of his coming. He's coming in the full glory of God the Father, the glory of the Father. He's coming. Remember when, remember when Moses wanted to see God and God put up his hand? Because if he would have seen him in full glory, it would have killed Moses. Moses' face shined for being in the glory of God. But when he comes as he is, and he begins, and we see that heavens scroll back, and he comes and destroys everything. He's going to destroy everything that's past. And it's very clear of what's taking place and what's happening when you believe the word of God and not the words of man. Traditions of men or doctrines of devils or doctrines of men. Believe what Christ said. I mean, it says that every word be established by the mouth of two or three witnesses. How many witnesses have you gave you? Not nothing of our own, all straight from the word of God. Job, Isaiah, Peter, Paul, Jesus, Martha, John from Revelations. That's already, what, seven? All saying the same thing. When the tribulation comes, the wrath of Satan Satan will pour out his wrath and kill us out. And when he does that, we go to the graves and we'll be hid in that grave until Christ comes on that last day and his wrath be passed. And then he's going to remember us 
we have to patiently wait for a change to come. When we go from death to life, where immortal puts on uh, uh, immortality, where corruption puts on incorruption, the promises of God that he promised us is going to happen. And then guess what he said after that? What did he say after that here? Let me go let me go back to that. Let me get to Ricky and I'll go back to stakes. I want to talk about the new heaven, new earth, what we gotta look for. Don't don't put your thoughts on these things. He said, Behold, I make all things new. I wanna talk about that next. Go ahead there, Ricky. You know, you know, we we need to encourage, but you know what she was reading right there, um, even in um first Corinthians fifteen verse fifty, it says now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. Uh-oh, there it goes again. That last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption. This corruptible must put on incorruption, incorruptible. And this mortal must put on immortality. So when the corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. How is death is swallowed up in victory? It's when the mortal have put on immortality, think about it, and the incorruption and 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 uh, uh, the corruption is raised from the dead incorruptible. That is why that the death is swallowed up in victory. So the scriptures tell us right there in First Corinthians five that that the reason why we must die is because we are corruptible. There is no way that corruption can enter into the presence of God or stand in the presence of the full and the full glory of God. It cannot happen, folks. That's why there has to be a resurrection. That's why it has to be a change. Back to you. Amen, amen, and and that's and that's so that you know that that has to happen. That's what we're trying to tell people. You know, if Christ came today, we would burn up. There's no way these fleshly bodies would be able to stand in His presence. That's why we have to be dead. You know, that's why we have to have a new body. That's why He said, "Behold, I make all things new." Well, here we go back to Isaiah. Isaiah knows about it. He talks about it. In Isaiah 65, 17, he says, For behold, I create a new heavens and a new earth, and a former shall not be remembered nor come into mind. Isaiah 66, 2, he says, For as the new heaven and the new earth will I make, shall remain before me, saith the Lord, so shall your seed and your name remain. Praise God. Second Corinthians 5, 17, here's Paul. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. Paul's saying the same thing Isaiah's saying, ain't he? It's all new, right? Well, here we go. Here's John in Revelations 21, verses 1 through 5. 
And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. Say the same thing that Paul said, the same thing that Peter said, same thing that even Job talked about, same thing Isaiah talked about. They're saying the same thing. And there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all the tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, to the, write for these words are true and faithful. Now, how, how can we go against that? How can we go against it to believe in a false doctrine of a rapture, false doctrine of the Left Behind series? When the Lord himself, that's God, that's Jesus, that's our Lord, who said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. I don't think we can get any more clearer than that. I don't. I don't think we can get any more clearer than than, than that at all of what the word of God says. It's right there. It's right there. Paul talked about those that are alive and remain. The ones alive, is, as Brother Ricky was saying, is 144,000. They're numbered. But there's a great multitude that no man can number of all nations, kindred, and tongues. That's us, folks. We've got to believe the Word of God. You know, praise God. God said he's going to have them hold back the four winds until the servants of God are sealed in their forehead. And that's 144,000 that are redeemed from the earth. That's the Jews. He said they come from the 12 tribes of Israel. It's right there in Scripture. You just got to believe the word. We are that great multitude that no man can number. My goodness, I mean, you stop and you think about that and you see what's going on here. Why are there two sets? One's living, one's dead. <laughs> We're going to lay our life down. 144,000 is going to be protected by God. They're going to have breathing the seal of God in their forehead. They're numbered. But there's a great multitude that no man can number. Of all nations, kindreds, and tongues. I'm going to go to it right now and show you. It's in, I believe it's Revelation 7. Is the scripture that I'm referring to here. Uh, let's see here. Revelation 7, I believe. We just got to believe the word of God over everything. Over everyone else. No matter who it is. I don't care how many times they say, Lord, Lord. Um, right here it says in Revelation 7, and after these things I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds of the earth, and, and the, uh, that the wind should blow not on the earth, nor on the sea, nor on any tree. And I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels, to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea, saying, Hurt not the earth, nor the sea, nor any trees, till... We have sealed the servants of God in the foreheads, and I heard the number of them that were sealed. And he goes to all, it says right here, and they were sealed 144,000 of all the tribes of the children of Israel. So we know very clear of who's being sealed, who is being sealed right here. And then if you drop down, it's going to give you all the tribes. If you drop down, and so let's say right here, listen to this in Revelation 
same, same chapter, Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. There's 144,000. Those are alive and remain. Those are the ones that receive the silver God. Those are the ones that are redeemed from the earth. Very clear in Scripture. And then here's another. In verse 9, after this I beheld, means I saw, and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number. No man, one's numbered, and one no man can number. Of all nations and kindred and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes and palms in their hands, and cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon a throne and unto his Lamb. And all the angels stood round about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts and fell before the throne on their faces and worshiped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might unto our God forever and ever. Amen. And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, Who are these which are arrayed in white robes and whence came they? He said, Where did they come from? Who are they? And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said unto me, These are they which came out of the great tribulation, and have washed their robes, and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore are they before the throne of God, and serve him day and night in his temple. And he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, neither shall the sunlight on them, nor any heat. For the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them, and shall lead them unto living fountains of water, and God shall wipe away all the tears from their eyes. (laughs) I mean... What a beautiful picture if we just wait patiently upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord. Repent now as, as today, like this Brother Richard said, today is the day of salvation. We're not telling you, to, oh, you got, no, we're telling you it's time now. The time is now. You don't know. We're seeing so much prophecy be fulfilled and murder and killings, and, and we're seeing the things that, that are talked about. We're seeing the earthquakes, and we're seeing the wars, and we're seeing the beheading, and we're seeing uh, uh, the sea creatures die, and we're seeing the waters being made bitter. We can go on and on and on of all the things that we are seeing. You know, you don't know when that time's going to come, and you're going to look at it and say, what do you think about the Koran, or what do you think about, you know, and next day, the enemies of God look at you and ask you that question. What are you going to say? You know, what are, what are you going to say? The spirit of the Antichrist is, is those who, who deny that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And we have a religion here on earth who does deny that. And that is Islam. I do believe, and we'll, do, we'll be doing a study about that online uh, with another Jesus, the Antichrist. If you haven't read that study, get on there and read that study. It's all scripture showing you who the Antichrist is, but we're going to do a part 14 of it that's going to be called the Army of the Antichrist. And it's going to show us, you're going to see who the four horsemen are. You're going to see who that army is. And it's very clear, matching up in scripture of what's going on. See, this has been going, this battle between two brothers has been going on since the beginning. It's clear back into the garden that infamy, that hatred has happened, and we've seen it go on between these two seeds. And it's going to end up all the way to Armageddon until we see that final, you know, battle. But, you know, it tells in Scripture, whosoever loses life shall save it. And whosoever saves life shall lose it. Why are we being told about laying our life down? Why are we being told about we're going to be persecuted, we're going to be beheaded? Why is he warning us about great tribulation? Why is he telling us, don't let no man deceive you? Why is he warning us, they say that Christ is here or there, believe it not, go not forth? You're going to have to ask yourself, why are we seeing what we're seeing if the rapture is true? Then we shouldn't be seeing any of this. 
But see, that's not what Jesus told us. That's not what the Word of God told us. That's not what the prophets told us. That's not what his disciples told us. He told us that we were going to be persecuted. He told us we were going to have to lay our life down. He told us we were going to suffer persecution. All these things he warned us that we would go through. Suffer. Some of them he said they had cast in, 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 in jail for, what is it, 10 days, isn't it? And he said, he didn't say be faithful until I rash. He said be faithful until death. Why? Really, we've got to stop and ask ourselves. Jesus could not, Jesus got resurrected. He had to suffer and die. His disciples did. All the prophets before him did. And we think we're just going to get raptured out of here. It sounds good, but it's not. You know what? It's itching, ear-tickling, sheer-coating gospel. It's not, the, it's not the gospel of Christ. It may sound good. It may feel good. But it's not the truth. You've got to look around at your loved ones and even yourself. What are you going to do when that time comes and you're asked to lay down your life for Christ? You're asked to reject him or die. What are you going to do? You know, that's where it's dangerous. That's where it's a salvation issue because if you if you deny him, he said, I'll deny you. They said, if you confess me, I'll confess you. It's really It really boils down to it. And we're seeing all these things. You know, you know, if you go over to uh, Facebook.com and you look up PTN Talk Radio, we're over there, and we post daily news of nothing but prophecy in the news, constantly of the things Jesus told us that was coming, the wars, the famines, the pestilence, the hatred, all these things, the earthquakes, all these things. We're seeing things in the, in, in, in the sun. We're seeing things in the ocean, in the sea, in the water. On land, all the things that are spoken about, we're seeing diseases, sicknesses. I can understand why he said, you know, woe unto them that are with child and get, and, and get stuck in those days. Why? Because of what's coming. Look at diseases that are affecting pregnant women. Well, they're telling them not to even come to, to the Olympics. Uh, Florida, they're getting sick with that uh, uh, Zinka virus, causing children to be deformed. God wrote it, and trust me, it's going to come to pass. Whether we're prepared, whether we're ready, it's like we say, we're not trying to scare you, we're trying to prepare you. But I'm telling you right now, it doesn't matter what you think or what you think you know or even what you believe. God's word is being fulfilled right before our eyes. And it's just like in the days of Noah, when Noah was preparing that ark, and God waited patiently for Noah to compare that Prepare that ark. And it says that Noah was a preacher man of righteousness. And he spent 120 years preparing that ark. And God allowed them to get in that ark, and he shut them in, ate them with the animals, and shut them in. And when that rain came, I bet a lot of them were believing men. But let me tell you something, just like in the days of Lot, when Lot and his two daughters got out of Sodom and Gomorrah, and God rained that hell fire down upon them and destroyed them all. We don't want to see that happen, and it's going to happen. The wrath of God is coming. But it's for the godly men to turn unrighteousness. We don't want to see it poured out upon you. If you're on this earth when he comes and you ain't been laid your life down for him, then you have the mark. Don't be deceived. Because he said he'd pour it out upon those who have the mark, who worship the beast. You're not going to be able to buy and sell during that time. If you don't have it, 
He says that the false prophet, the second beast, is going to cause all great and small to receive that mark, to worship that beast. If you don't, they'll be killed. Rapture don't teach you that, does it? Then you're going to have to ask, you, well, why am I believing something that's not being taught in the Word of God? Because you've been deceived. And we have to come into the knowledge of the truth and get prepared. At the same time, to be going and... I'm not telling you to go out there and stockpile food and weapons. The only weapon we need to stockpile is the Word of God in our hearts. Hide it in your hearts that you may not sin against Him. That you may be able to stand in this evil day and do all the stand. To be able to face this persecution. To be able to face. You know what? None of the disciples could have went through the persecution of the prophets, went through the persecution they went through, and didn't have the Holy Ghost in His Word. They couldn't have went through that terrible torture of being beheaded and and, uh, Stephen being stoned like he was. He called upon God. You know? When you stop and you think about that, that so many of them are being deceived by a lie, a lie that's not even taught. Oh, and they sell. Make a lot of money. But what would a prosper man gain the whole world and lose his very soul? What good does it do? What good does these naked churches do? They have the whole world. We just heard the world's going to be burned up. Did you not read it with us? We just read it to you. It's all going to burn up. It's all going to pass away. Everything you see is going to pass away. The only thing that's not going to pass away is his word. He said there'll be a famine. There's a famine in the land. He said not of meat nor of drink, but of hearing the words of the Lord. That's the true famine. People don't hear the word anymore. They don't receive the word anymore. They reject it. They get angry. They get upset. It doesn't line up to what they believe. But as we say all the time, if what you believe doesn't line up with the word of God, then it's your belief that needs to be changed and never the word of God. The word of God still stands whether you believe it or not, whether I believe it or not. The word of God stands and it's being fulfilled right before our eyes. Either you believe him or you don't. It's really that simple. Did you have anything, Mike? Okay, Ricky, you're up. Well, you know, there is a there, we're living in a day and time to which, you know, we talked about years ago about, and we read in the Bible about perilous times or folks, the perilous times are here. Um, we are living exactly what the prophets told us was going to come to pass. And there's only one way of escaping, that's Jesus Christ. He's the only way. I want to encourage you to to search the Word of God. Get in the Word of God. Search it out for yourself. Don't take my word for it. Don't take Brother Mike's word for it. Don't take Sister Red for it. You search it out for yourself. The Bible says, tells us very beautifully, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son to condemn the world but that through him the world might be saved. Through saved through who? Saved through Jesus Christ. He's the only way. He's the only one. He is the only way of, tr- of salvation. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is the way. There is no other way. You've got to go through Jesus Christ. You can't go through Muhammad. You can't go through Allah. You can't go through Buddha. None of these other gods can save you. None of these other gods will be able to to resurrect you. 
only Jesus Christ. Choosing this day. The, the message is the same. Repent and believe the gospel. For years and years since the, since the days of the disciples, this gospel has been corrupted. It's been changed. It's been turned around. But today we tell you, get back in the word of God. Get you a King James Bible. Don't believe these other translations. Go get you a true King James Bible. Get you a King James Bible and study it out for yourself. Start from the book of Revelation. Go to the book, I mean, start from the book of Genesis. Go to the book of Revelation. Study it out for yourself. Find truth for yourself. God loves you. Folks, don't go by the gimmicks that somebody has a special hidden word of God that you have to buy. You don't have to buy from man. No. Jesus gave it to us freely. He gives you the Holy Ghost freely to understand and know the Word of God. And it's for you. It's for you. Go ahead and seek it for yourself. Back to you, sis. Amen. Amen. Jesus says, you know, it says very clearly, if you have not, because you ask not, and the Lord gives the Holy Ghost to them that ask. We know there's only one way to get it, and made it very clear in Scripture. Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ and miss your sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And that is the seal of God. It's the Father's name, and we know that name is Jesus, and that's the only name given. Hey, if you'd like to send an email, you're more than welcome to at posttribnetwork at gmail.com or PTN talk, or excuse me, PTN uh, talk radio at gmail.com. You can also uh, go visit our site at posttribnetwork.org, and there's lots of studies there. There's audio there, too. We try to do our studies, and then we go and we put it on the radio in order to learn from it, you know, to know it. And we don't do this just for y'all. We do it for us as well, too. We're, hey, we've got to stay teachable into the Spirit. Let him teach us all things, because he is the truth and not a lie. He wants to teach us all things, so we're not deceived by this. Let no man deceive you. Very clear in Scripture. Just stand firm. Believe his word. It's all we're asking you to do. Don't believe us. Don't, don't. You take anything from any of this, you take his word. And let that word grow in you so that you may know the truth and the truth will set you free from all the lies and deception of the devil. We love y'all and God bless y'all and thank you so much for tuning in. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.